This is a question from Mary Catherine on Instagram. And Mary Catherine says, Hi, Victoria, loving all of your resources. Thank you, Mary Catherine. What is your typical program schedule? And do you have a set plan for which grade level does what for each program? First year teacher without programs, and I feel like I'll need to hit the ground running with them next year and have no idea where to start. Thank you. The first thing I would just say is a huge congratulations on your first teaching position. That is absolutely an exciting thing. I know this is kind of an aside, but, um, you know, writing applications and just searching for job postings and sending your resume and writing cover letters and finding people to write a letter of recommendation and going through the interview process itself. All of these things are super exhausting. So now that the job search is over, we can really start to have some fun. Okay, but with that fun, it can also be kind of tricky to plan ahead specifically for programs. And that's because in your first year, you know, certainly as a, as a new teacher, but also just in a new school or sometimes even with a new principal or a new school board turnover or something like that, um, it's a lot like jumping in somewhere with two feet at once, but not really knowing where your feet are going to land. So let's talk about some ideas and I want to address the first question about a typical program schedule and just say there is no such thing as a typical program schedule. <laughs> Different teachers have uh, schedules that they like that work for their situation, um, but every school is just so unique and every uh, community is so unique and every group of students and student interests and school musical culture, all of those things can really differ from situation to situation. So uh, there is not a typical schedule, but that said, um, we can definitely talk through some ideas and hopefully land with something that seems feasible in your first year. The other thing to point out about this idea of a typical music program is that as you go through your career as a music teacher, many music teachers find that what they really enjoy doing in terms of programs in their first few years has morphed and evolved by, you know, however, however many years they've been in the classroom. So it's okay if you start with an idea and change your mind next year. What we want to do today is just think through some places to start. Let's talk about some goals for a music sharing event. Let's talk about the actual purpose and, and you know what we're trying to accomplish here. I have three things that I care about with music events and they pretty much go in this order. The first one is to highlight students' musical growth. The second one is to educate the school and the parent community. And then the third one is to raise awareness and support for the music program. These are things that I care about, but your purpose in a music event might be totally different. Um, instead of highlighting students' musical growth, you might reword that to say highlight their musical achievement or their performance skills or, um, you know, their, their literacy skills or, or something like that. You might have fundraising as a very specific goal for your music program, program as in, you know, public sharing. 
So I think the first thing to do would just be to get clear about what you want this to be and also what you don't want it to be, which we will discuss in a moment. Um, Let's talk about that first one, highlighting students' musical growth. For me, that is the main purpose of a musical event. It's not to show off that students know BAG on recorder, although it certainly could be. What I want to show is that you know, six weeks ago, they did not know how to actualize musical ideas through this medium. And now they do. I want to showcase musical growth. And for me, we'll talk about this more in a moment, but for me, that leads me down the informants route more so than a Uh, You know, lights go down in the hall, lights go up on the stage, and students kind of twirl around and sing songs by rote in their sparkly dresses. And there's nothing wrong with twirling around and singing a song in a sparkly dress. That is a fabulous use of anyone's time. Uh, It's just not my specific goal for this specific type of event. So my first goal is to highlight students' musical growth. My second goal is to educate the school and the parent community. When parents come to, you know, tour the school for meet the teacher day or kindergarten registration or something, and they meet you, the music teacher, they have an idea about what music class is like. At the time, many parents were in elementary music. It is likely that their music, um, background in terms of elementary training probably looks pretty different from what we do today in the music classroom. And so I want parents to see what music is about, what music is trying to teach, what the goals of the music program are. And, uh, you know, firstly, that (laughs) we actually have legitimate musical social educational goals in music and some of those are personal and related to the school and some of them are much more broad and related to the national standards for music education so I want parents to know that there is stuff going on in the music classroom and it is super cool and you need to know about it because it is the bee's knees I want to educate the parent community the other piece of that is that I want to educate the school community as well. You know, the, the third grade teacher who drops off and picks up her class doesn't see all of the magic that takes place inside the music room. And so this is my opportunity to educate that grade level team on what is going on in the music program. And it's also my time to educate the administration about what is going on in the music program. So that's my second goal. Um, My first one is to highlight growth. My second goal is to educate uh, the adults in the room, (laughs) essentially. And then that leads to the third goal, which is to raise awareness and support for the music program. Now, different schools have different levels of support that they need from their community. Some Uh, some schools can kind of operate on their own, you know, kind of independent of parent support. And some music programs are absolutely reliant on parent support for the music program to really thrive. So depending on how big of a priority this is for you, this can kind of take up one of the purposes for a music event or not. 
Once parents are educated about what is going on in the music program, that leads to opportunities for involvement. That might be an involvement of their time. That might be an involvement of their finances. That could be an involvement of another resource that they have. But whatever it is, parent support and community support is just so, so, so valuable. And no one will drop <laughs> funding for a for what it takes to have a really strong music program. No one will drop that in your lap. It is our job as the head of marketing of our music program to use events, music sharing events, as an opportunity to raise awareness and support. So again, these are my three goals with any music event. I want to highlight students' musical growth. I want to educate the school and the parent community. And I want to raise awareness and support for the music program. And I want to reiterate that these are not the only reasons to have a music event. And depending on your values as an educator, your purposes might be different. What I want to kind of emphasize is that before you decide on the repertoire that students will perform in their sparkly dress while they twirl around, <laughs> uh, you might take a second and think about what are your goals? What do you want to get out of this event? So that said, let's talk about some options for the first year at a school. Because again, you're jumping in with both feet and we don't know where you're going to land. My biggest encouragement would be to look at the school culture and see how you can make music a naturally embedded part of that school culture. So here's what I mean by that. What is already going on at your school that you can kind of jump into and showcase students' musical growth, if that is one of your goals, alongside whatever else the school is already doing. Because if you can jump in to an existing school structure, that goes a long way. Number one, to highlight students' musical growth because you have a platform now. It also goes a long way to educate the school and the parent community because the teachers are all there. The librarian and the custodial staff, all of those people are there in the existing school event. Okay, that's great. We already have administrative attention on this thing. And then that leads to the third goal, my goal at least, of raising awareness and support. So you don't need to reinvent the wheel if you don't want to. Some ideas for existing school cultural events might be PTA events. It could be class celebrations. And, and let me say this, at a PTA event, you just need like one grade level to sing one song. And they just have to get up there and sing something. And they should do it with a smile on their face. And they should walk on to the performance space, whether that is, you know, an auditorium stage or an NPR area or, um, you know, the cafeteria, whatever it is, wherever that performance space is. We want students to do something musical. We want them to smile and we want them to walk on and off stage in somewhat of an organized manner. And those are our only three goals for that PTA event. Okay. <laughs> so it doesn't need to be anything um, big and flashy. It just needs to be some sort of musical um, focal point for the audience. That's it. Okay, the next thing that you can do that might be already existing in the school culture is a class celebration, like uh, the end of a semester party in a class. 
like a, a winter celebration. If you have students learn uh, some winter song, it could be Who Has Seen the Wind. It could be Frosty Weather. Uh, it could be a song that you compose. Whatever it is, if you have students sing the song and then play the rhythm on body percussion and then pat a steady beat while they sing the song again, even if that's all you do, that is a worthwhile contribution to the class celebration. The next thing you might consider is a school event like a school sing-along or even a field day. Like if you want to throw some uh, campfire songs in your repertoire and have students sing them at a field day or something like that, you know, a Read Across America celebration, maybe you set the book text to a melody, just, you know, a simple pentatonic melody and have students sing that over the loudspeaker at um, Read Across America and maybe every grade or even gosh representatives of every grade like maybe one class um sings it over the loudspeaker at read across america for the for that week something like that that's an existing school event that you can jump on to and then that musical contribution can go in the school newsletter like hey third grade students sang the text to oh gosh I don't know some themes from Charlotte's Web that you set to text or some dialogue from you know James and the Giant Peach I don't know something like that where students are contributing to the event that's already taking place at the school that's the idea there um and then another kind of extra thing you might do would be to have a service project let's say that maybe fourth and fifth graders are doing something at a nursing home or something along those lines you can have students just learn a song or two and perform it at that event so in your first year, gosh, you know, in every year, if you can add on to what's happening in the school culture already, that is going to be a very good thing. That's the first idea. Finding ways to jump on board existing events at your school. You could take it the total opposite direction. This is a different idea. You could do an isolated event. This is a very popular thing that people do in the form of a winter concert or a spring concert. The way to do this in your first year and make it manageable would be to have a winter concert and a spring concert. And maybe you have K-1-2 perform at the winter concert. And perhaps each grade level or each class performs one song. And when students show up at that event, you will just have them sit in their classes in the audience. So, you know, one section for third grade class one, excuse me, <laughs> like second grade class one, one section for second grade class two, one section for second grade class three. Uh, and that's how the winter concert goes. Students just walk up on stage with their class. They go down off stage with their class and that's it. Uh, you do the same thing in the spring with third, fourth, and fifth. Same idea. Students are seated with their class so they can come on and off at the correct time. This kind of isolated event uh, in a more formal concert setting would not be my first recommendation, but I'm including it here because I do know that in some schools there is a very strong performance expectation. And so even if it's your first year, the idea of a lights off in the hall, lights on on the stage kind of 
performance is the expectation. So that is one way to make it work in your first year. The reason I am recommending uh, younger grades go first for the winter concert. You could do it either way. Gosh, it does not matter. Please um, <laughs> make your own decision on this. But it, it, with the younger students, basically anything they do on stage is adorable and charming and parents love it. And so putting them on stage for a winter concert, even though it is kind of like herding cats up there, uh, it is so gratifying for parents, especially those new kindergarten parents um, who get to see their kids on stage at the school or in the cafeteria or whatever it is, you know, that can just be a really fun thing. So even though it seems strange to put the youngest students on stage first for a winter concert, uh, it's the cuteness factor that we want to use to our advantage <laughs> since the time from, you know, September to mid-December is not a lot of time to prepare anything. So I would rather uh, use the year to prepare third, fourth, and fifth for a spring concert because they will also have a little bit more music and social awareness to know when they are doing a good job or if they're just on stage to be cute. And again, I would not necessarily recommend this kind of, you know, big concert style for your first year. But if that's what you are working with, it is certainly an option and it is certainly a doable option. What I would have you consider doing instead, though, would be an informants model. I like to do these in the spring and I especially like to do them with younger grades. And the idea of an informants, I've talked about it many times in many places before, so I won't go too far into it here. But the idea is that we are showing a typical music class and we are highlighting what students have learned in their time in music. An informants can be as simple as having parents show up literally at, you know, 945 on a Tuesday and sit in on the music class. And if that's the case, you will have some chairs along the back or caretakers who are physically able can come sit on the floor next to their students. So in an informants, the only goal is to educate the audience about a musical topic. So having parents come to visit music class one day is a fabulous, fabulous, fabulous option. I, I cannot recommend this highly enough. If you want to kind of level it up, you can certainly do something that's a little bit more formal that takes place on a stage, but that's not necessary your first year. So a nice option would be to do a school culture event. And by that, I mean like a class celebration or a service project or a PTA event, something like that in the winter, and then do an informants in the spring. So to recap those, um, in your first year, any year really, some options are contributing to something that's already going on in the school, Doing an isolated event on your own, like a winter concert or a spring concert. Again, this is not necessarily my first choice, but it is absolutely a reasonable choice, especially depending on your school situation. And then the third is what I lean towards more, which is an informants. 
We talked a little bit about the purpose of a music sharing event. And for me, those purposes are highlighting student growth, educating the school and parent community, and then raising awareness and support for the music program. When when I make goals, I love to make anti-goals as well. And so some goals that I want to my my anti-goals for a music event are I do not want to feel a lot of stress. I definitely do not want to put that stress on students. And I don't want the parent community and the school community to be running around the day of the event saying, wait, what's happening today? Oh, I didn't know that was today. Do, does my kid have to show up at this? You know, I don't want to be stressed. I don't want students to be stressed. And I don't want the other parties involved, that is the audience, uh, I don't want the other parties involved to be out of the loop. Some teacher goals that I would have would be, again, to showcase students. And then another goal would be to keep it flexible. So this is something you can keep in mind as you are making your plan for your program. Just think to yourself, like, is this a flexible plan? Because again, you are jumping in with both feet without knowing where you are going to land. So if you have purchased you know, the whole performance kit of the Lion King Jr., you might look at that kit and say, is this flexible enough to facilitate the many variables of my first year teaching? <laughs> um, it, it is a good idea to keep your options open. Along the same lines, it's a good idea to keep it simple. You know, um, keep it simple and then also keep it manageable for you. Even if it feels like, you know, perhaps if, if it's your first year, Perhaps you are coming from a collegiate environment that is solely dependent on this lights down in the hall, lights up on the stage model of a performance. And so perhaps that's what you believe needs to happen your first year of teaching elementary general music. It is okay to just put students in front of an audience and say, these are your kids. They're fabulous on their own. Because parents believe that, you know, when I watched the music man for the first time, the the musical, the music man at the end, it's time for the students in the boys band to actually play. And this is a problem for Harold Hill, who has been a fraud for the whole music and said he was going to teach the kids how to play music. He did not. But now the kids have to do something. And so uh, he gets them playing and it sounds like garbage he has not taught them how to play any of these instruments and it is just like a cacophony of sound in in a bad way in a bad way and the parents instead of saying oh what is this phrasing i'm hearing oh the the b flat is sharp oh no where where are the flutes ah instead of saying that the parents are going oh that's my johnny oh that's my kid i love seeing my kid on stage And the first time I watched that, my dad said, that's real. That is actually what it's like to be a parent of a kid on stage. You don't care what they sound like. You're happy to see them on stage. So I bring that up because I think about it often. Every time I think like, oh, is this going to be too simple? Is this, is this kind of dumb to just put kids on stage singing frosty weather? 
The answer is no, because parents are thrilled to see their kids on stage and kids are thrilled to be on stage, whether that stage is just the music classroom at an informants or at uh, you know, a service project or at their class celebration or whatever it is. The idea is that the students are the focus of the event. So just to recap quickly, we want our programs to be flexible and simple and manageable and want the emphasis to be on the students. Depending on the purpose of your music event, this is a fabulous way to highlight students' musical growth, to educate the school and the parent community, and to raise awareness and support for the music program. So if in your first year you have some grade levels sing at a PTA event, you have some classes perform a seasonal song at their class celebration, and you invite parents into your classroom to see what a music program is like, that is going to just speak volumes to your parent community and your school community and your administration about what's going on in the music program. And that is a fabulous way to set the tone that there is a new music teacher this year and music class is the place that you want to be.